I spent yesterday afternoon with a couple of doctors from Papakura Marae, going door to door, visiting whānau who have tested positive for COVID-19. And so the doctors were testing vital signs and oxygen saturation in their patients. The story is going to be on Q&A tomorrow morning, but it was a, it was a really good reminder of just how different our pandemic experiences are. You know, my biggest day-to-day gripe is you know, maybe not being able to go to a restaurant. But these doctors are working 12 or 13-hour days, risking their own health to try and help patients, many of whom are really seriously unwell. You know, the die has now been set for reopening in New Zealand. In a fortnight, we're going to be in the traffic light system. COVID-19 will be spreading everywhere, and that'll be it. And my experience yesterday spoke to the two groups of New Zealanders who I think have the greatest reasons to feel let down by New Zealand's pandemic response. When all is said and done and we look back at COVID-19 in years to come, I think these are the two groups that won't forget. The first is Māori. I've been harping on about this for months, but the early stages of the vaccine rollout left Māori behind, and we've been playing catch-up ever since. You know, despite all the millions of dollars pumped into community providers, the efforts to support remote communities, the social media campaigns, the damage of those early failures can't be undone. Māori health experts were ignored at the start of the vaccine rollout. Young Māori were left to group four of the vaccine rollout. Community groups were sidelined. And when the government made that pivotal decision, that critical decision to start relaxing the toughest restrictions in Auckland, Māori vaccination rates were more than 26% behind those of the general population. When I confronted the Prime Minister about this last month, Jacinda Ardern responded sharply, which probably indicates just how sensitive the government is to this criticism. And look, it's true that from a pragmatic perspective, she and her cabinet colleagues simply cannot wait to relax some restrictions until Māori vaccination rates are equal to those of the general population. The anger and antagonism would be, I mean, it would be really damaging for Māori and it would be politically devastating for the government. Jacinda Ardern has to govern for the whole population. But still, there is no changing the basic facts. Māori will soon make up more than half of all of the Delta infections ever recorded in Aotearoa. In the face of a deadly pandemic, despite warnings from Māori public health experts, this government made what may be its two most important decisions, so the shift down from Level 4, and the impending opening of Auckland's borders, those two most critical decisions when Māori vaccination rates were miles behind those of the general population. Those two decisions alone have more or less guaranteed to party Māori another term in government, I think, or in parliament, I think. I think there'll be treaty implications, and I think Waitangi next year could be very interesting indeed. The second group to feel an enduring sense of abandonment, if you like, is New Zealanders overseas. Yesterday, Jacinda Ardern confirmed she won't be changing MIQ settings until next year. But in going door to door, visiting positive cases, I was again reminded of the ongoing double standards with our system. 
there is simply no scientific justification why a double vaccinated person with a negative test travelling from a comparable country somehow presents an increased risk or more of a risk than someone self-isolating at home, you know, than the thousands of people who are currently at home positive with COVID-19. Dr. Michael Baker even says as much. You know, every week we are confronted with stories of Kiwis who want to visit dying loved ones and are being denied. I was recently in contact with a young doctor, double jabbed, multiple negative tests, who was granted an emergency MIQ spot. So she could fly to New Zealand, she was put in the hotel, but she was then denied an exemption to leave and visit her dying granddad. He was the man who raised her. And every night, watching the news from MIQ, she would be reminded of the hundreds of positive cases who were isolating at home. Positive cases. She wasn't granted the same level of trust. She wasn't granted compassion. Her granddad died and was buried while she sat alone in a hotel room. I'm not suggesting we throw open the borders, but there is only one feasible reason that our border rules won't become a bit more nuanced when New Zealand moves to the traffic light system in a couple of weeks. The government isn't ready. The logistics of changing the system are too much for it to handle right now. And perhaps that's understandable. But, you know, perhaps in the eyes of some people that is forgivable given everything the government is managing at this minute. They have a lot on the plate. You know, home isolation is groaning under the strain of new cases. But perhaps, again, it speaks to complacency. We had a year and a half to prepare for these scenarios. Kiwis abroad who are missing out on their most important relationships will have little sympathy for a government that says it's really busy.